Welcome everybody to another edition of the Business Boys, episode number 69. And with me here, as always, is my main man, Spence. How you doing? It's the weekend, man. It was a long week. I'm exhausted, but uh, we made it. And yeah, excited to crush some sour beers and uh, shoot the shit with you. Nice. Is that what you're drinking over there, sour beers? I got this really good beer. I've never tried it. It's uh, Blood Orange Sour. Ooh. It's a microbrew, and it's quite fantastic. Nice. I must say. Yeah. I um, I just finished... Uh, I, I gave up drinking forever after yesterday, so no more <laughs> drinking for me. Uh, but I did just finish my Monster Energy Ultraviolet. Oh. Yeah. Do you like, like, purple, like, like the great drinks? Love them. Yeah. I'm with you. I also love uh, the yellow kind of Gatorade, which everyone hates on. Oh, I like yeah. uh, lemons, like Starburst and Gatorades. Okay, I like my my favorite. Uh, my favorite like eight is uh, uh, like Gatorade is better, but I think my favorite is the green Powerade. Number one skew. I love that one. Is that a coconut? That coconut variation or something? No, nah, I hate coconut Pine- or pineapple. I think it's pineapple, but it's right. green. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, that is a good flavor. Yeah, the purple uh, Powerade is dope, too. Mm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I had a um, second pizza fiasco the other week. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, about 10 years ago, probably, fuck, we're getting old, uh, Jimmy and I were hanging out, and I, I put two pizzas in my oven at home, and I put them in upside down. We were, we were pretty messed up, and it just made a total mess in the oven. <laughs> huge fail but uh, the other day i was making a frozen pizza and when i go to take it out my usual move is just put one oven mitt on and then i kind of lift it up a bit and just scoop under it and put it on a plate uh you know it's just too much effort to put two oven mitts on sure shit i i go to scoop the pizza and it slips off and it just falls down straight upside down on the door handle of the oven <laughs> and the cheese just goes out everywhere. Uh, Pizza ruined, cheese all over the oven door, uh, seeped into the down into the floor in the little rack thing. Um, I learned my lesson, man. I wear two oven mitts now when when I'm grabbing my pizza. I'm sure you still ate it though. So there was just it was just bread and tomato sauce, and I ate like three quarters of it. It wasn't that good, but I, I wanted to eat something. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty pathetic. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, speaking of food, I've been craving, and I've, my girlfriend had some in the house, but she finished eating them yesterday. I fucking love cold cuts. They're so good. And we thought it'd be interesting because, like, you know, some people like certain cold cuts. They don't like others. So I thought it'd be fun to, to learn a bit more about you and your cold cut preferences. And we do a little cold cut charcuterie draft today. And you know what? I'll let you go first because I think uh, you know, all right, all right, it's better. Yeah, the turn where you get two, three is a nice. No, I'm not even doing well. the turn. I like so many cold cuts. I'm not even worried about it. I'm worried about yeah. you and your limited knowledge. Oh, dude, I get cold cuts every Sunday, man. That's all right, well, cold cuts. And it, it's tough to just pick one. I I always get two a combo uh, when at yeah, least two same. when I go. You know, when I'm making a sandwich, I like a combo. 
My first pick, I'm not saying it's my favorite, but I, I usually like to get it because it goes great in a sandwich with like another main cold cut. And there's so much, so many different varieties of this. So uh, I'm going to take salami off the board. Ah, salami. Enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy it. Uh, eat it. I love the hot, spicy salami, Hungarian salami. Uh, you don't even need bread half the time. So you can just wrap it, wrap a ch- little cheese cube around the salami or just eat it with mustard. Yeah. So give me salami, um, makes any sa- sandwich better. Great. I didn't want that one anyways. It, again, same thing. It's my, I wouldn't say, like, it, it is my favorite, but you definitely can't just get that. Like, if I only hit, could bring home one charcuterie, it would not be this one, but it's my favorite one, prosciutto. I uh, love it on my list. Good pick. Yeah, it's it's really fatty, which I love. But some people don't like the fattiness, you know. You need a good floss after. Wrap a cantaloupe in it. Oh, yeah. But I find the can like, I just want, maybe you just, like, wrap it around a piece of brie. Oh, mama. Oh. Now we're cooking with gas. (laughs) Yeah, you're up. No, no, snake. You go again. Oh, you want me to go again? Oh, this is a tough one, but I... Uh, again, I have to stick with my fatty meats here, but uh, I love I love capicola, also known as copa or capocolo. Good, good choice. I will take back to back pastrami or smoked meat. Is this like kind of the same thing? I don't know if uh, you know the difference. Well, smoked meat, what it's like smoked and it's fattier okay is that um, what it is i don't know i have no idea i was asking you yeah i'll take pastrami and then i'll take good old ah man i'm gonna take i, I want to take i'm choosing between three here but i'm gonna take this one because i had a garlic version of this the other day from italian bakery it was so good so i'll take roast beef off the board roast beef that's fine it's dry enjoy it it is, but the garlic one was not that dry. It was delicious. All right, now this is an easy decision for me. I fucking love mortadella. Uh, that that's near the bottom for me. Oh so, yeah, yeah. I like to mix it up. I like the mortadella. It's a Dagwood special. It's good. Uh, yeah, man. Um, we're recording on a Friday. Um, so we, we don't have our Thursday night uh, pickaroo to do. But uh, do you have any do you have any uh, placed bets? Any favorite bets for the weekend? Lock of the week. I saw fucking Baltimore was only supposed to win by three. I uh, like I'll take that action all day. I don't know if I'm missing missing out on something, but a few uh, defensive players are on the COVID list. Um, it started at, I, I bet it at minus two and a half. It's down at minus one and a half, but I'm surprised. I'm 100% with you. I just think they, I, I keep believing in this team. I think they come out and win this game. I know. I took the, I took, a, I took out uh, the whole, the whole wedding budget and put it on the, on the <laughs> Ravens to cover. So hopefully, it, hopefully they come through. Let's go. <laughs> I kind of like the uh, Saints plus four and a half too on Sunday night. Oh, I think it's a three-point game. I think it's gonna be a great game, and I'll, I'll take the points. Saints getting some players back. 
Bucks getting A B. It's gonna be a great game. Pumped. It's gonna be a great game and Godwin's supposed to be playing again, which is nice. Uh, and I think it's like, it's one of those games that's like, you know, it's a, it's, it's circled on the calendar. They've been prepping all year for it, especially Big after game. that week one. So, uh, Tom Brady's coming in pissed and fierce and let's go I'm fired up. Yeah. Big game. Uh, Chargers Raiders over 51 and a half too. I like that, but yeah, it should be a good weekend there. Um, and yeah, we, we could, we pretty much have a new president in the U S yeah, it's looking like it's, a lot. It hasn't been announced yet. This thing's dragging on forever. It's been a crazy freaking week. Uh, the, the betting odds swung like crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Uh, Trump went from an underdog to like a 4-1 to one favorite on the same night by 10 p.m. And then the next morning, Biden was like 3-1 to one favorite again. It was insane. Polls, super inaccurate. But yeah, it, it looks like... From the Big Don, we will now have Big Joe in the White House as president. So, Uncle Joe. interesting to see some of uh, what's what's going to go down in terms of spending, implementation. Uh, a little more uncertainty, I guess, right now in the markets, uh, rallying like crazy, which which seems a little uh, excessive to me. But we'll see. There's going to be some changes made, so some opportunities to maybe buy or sell certain stocks. And from what I understand, my limited knowledge of American economics is and and and, and uh, you know whatever it's called. But uh, sorry, I'm a little slow today. <laughs> but supposedly, you know, with even with Biden being president, they don't have a majority, and I think it's the Senate is still very Republican, so it's going to be pretty hard for him to push things through. And is that, from what I understand, that's why there was a nice market rally this week was, you know, it looks like a lot of those policies that are in place are going to be hard to, ch- like, very hard to change. Yeah, Republican Senate. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think that's the way it should be. Um, nice challenge to get things pushed through. And uh, for the next couple of years, yeah, it'll probably be slow moving, not, not too, too many changes. Pot stocks rallying like crazy. Uh, alternative energy, green energy, solar stocks also. Democrats a lot more friendly. They want to pass a huge spending bill on green energy. Um, potentially legalize marijuana everywhere. Um, maybe legalize other drugs everywhere like, like Oregon did. Yeah, you, you sent me that this week, and uh, I've already booked the flight over <laughs> to Oregon. I've invested in real estate. I'm getting rolly eyes over here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, very, uh, you know, it's nice to see people be a bit more progressive, you know? Yeah, so Oregon became the first state, and I don't know, a place everywhere in the world. I'm sure there's other places, but. To fully legalize um, small personal consumption of any drug, you can do cocaine, crystal meth, heroin. It's all cool. I think if you get caught, I don't think it's just like it's cool to like shoot up on the street. I think if you get caught, you get a hundred dollar fine and you have to agree to go to a rehab type thing instead yeah. of going to jail. So. It's not completely without consequences. Yeah, like you can't, like even with drinking, you can't just, like, remember, like in most places, you can't just, in nor- most places, and a lot of places in North America, you can't just go out in the street and be just drinking in front of anywhere. But I think if you, like, get caught with it, you're not fucked. 
No. You just might have to attend a few meetings with coffee and uh, home-baked goods. <laughs> but, uh, interesting move, and uh, I, I do hope they decriminalize and legalize shrooms here eventually. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. A lot of interesting articles on uh, microdosing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, Make me want to experiment. Anyways, what else happened this week other than the election and a million earnings? Well, um, we talked a few, I think it was, it might have been on the last podcast, we were talking about uh, the potential of, um, like, you know, some of those, that online social media uh, ad revenue coming back. Uh, we saw it with a lot of these uh, these tech companies just going up, up, up in the stocks. Uh, do you have any, uh, you want to look into that a little bit? I know it's not the longest uh, convo, but nice little update. Yeah, I mean, Facebook still had really solid revenue growth, uh, 21% year over year. So I think the boycott maybe affected like 1%. If at all, 100 basis points. So really not too much seen there. But Pinterest and Snapchat were really the stars. I think we touched on Snap last time. But those ones have grown like crazy. Very unique um, kind of platform for advertisers. YouTube is also crushing it. Google doesn't really break out the exact um, details. They just kind of give you a high-level... high level view of it but five billion this quarter in revenue just on youtube alone linkedin was meh and uh twitter still can't monetize for shit hipster jack and his beard man i I know there's activists on the board but she should probably just uh go focus on square what's the deal why can't they monetize there's just not a big focus on it or they can't figure out how yeah they don't want to like it's kind of like a mix of it, of all those things, man. It's just not a also not a great platform to monetize compared to some of the rest. Yeah. No pictures, really. It's all just. Well, maybe there's a few, but it's mostly just. It's and it's mostly just business talk. You know, at this point, it's more businessy than than LinkedIn. Yeah, a lot of political stuff on there too. Advertisers don't love. Um, yeah. But they could be doing a much better job. That stock's been struggling since the IPO. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, there's some pretty interesting earnings. Uh, Amazon was absolutely amazing, as per usual. And, man, it, it, like, some some of them you just wouldn't really know a pandemic's going on. Um, just like anything in technology or semiconductor space. It was just simply outstanding. Um, a lot of the restaurants are pretty solid too, like yeah, even a Starbucks, um, Dunkin' Brands. I remember going through, like their sales have rebounded quite nicely. And how how like is that from a lot of just takeout stuff or? or- yeah, and, and you saw this a lot on restaurant calls. You know, it's like a much bigger focus on going digital. You're seeing digital sales like through uber eats or that soaring over 100 percent year over year covid's kind of accelerated the shift to online and like virtual by like 10 years or five years um a lot of restaurants like focusing on more drive-throughs more efficient drive-throughs stuff like that uh just like pick it up through the app or get it delivered 
you're really only seeing a lot of pain when you go look at like the casino companies earnings or the airlines uh even hotels they're like still down like considerably but it's nowhere near where it was when the pandemic started and you're seeing 80 percent drop rates now it's you know 35 percent down 40 percent kind of improving yeah i think you just like people still have the need to get away especially coming up towards like the darker wintery months you don't like you know, as you're as you, when you're in the hot sun and it's the summertime, you can go to the park, you can hang out, you can get out of the house. But like now, like even like it's not, it hasn't been crazy cold or anything like that. You can still go outside, but like, how many fucking walks are you gonna go on? Like, you know, it's a little too cold just to sit in the grass and enjoy yourself. Um, so people want to get out, they want to do stuff, whether that's a staycation or they just want to check into a hotel for a couple nights and get it out of the house. Uh, people are still doing stuff, you know, and I think a lot of people still have disposable income. Not everyone, obviously, because there's a lot of unemployment, but people still have disposable income. They're not spending money on on these crazy trips or as many outings and all this stuff. And people like to spend money. So it makes sense that the hotels aren't doing as bad. But yeah, the casinos, you can't have these huge, massive events. Um, and then I, I'm sure the like the the restaurants are doing there's certain restaurants doing well that are suitable for takeout and all that stuff but if you have this big dining hall or you're fine dining like i don't think there's that many people ordering steaks like some like you know some of these like really when you go for the the ambiance of a restaurant and that's what they're charging man i'm sure those places are struggling like i'm not gonna yeah i'm, I'm not gonna pay for that the steak you know and take it home and it gets cold and like the whole point is to go out and have wine and get treated by a nice waiter and that, those guys are, are, are fucked and the and the pubs, of course agreed like let's say you have let's say you're like a programmer or something and you're working from home you're still making your salary you probably have more disposable income because you're not i don't know buying a coffee at starbucks every day you're not eating out breakfast and lunch every day so you use that money, you know, you maybe eat out like on Uber Eats twice a week or something. Maybe you go buy like a new, some new AirPods or something like that. Right. Shop on Amazon. Go for a little vacation. I don't know. And you're, and, and people are just like, part of the reason people are buying more stuff on Amazon, it's obviously like a lot of people just don't want to be going to the stores. They want to stay in, they want to be safe, all that stuff. But it's also like, if you're, if you have no reason to go out of the house, right? If you're not going you know, to the city or you're not like in downtown for work, you're not going to like, Oh, I'll swing by the store and, and pick this up on the way home. It's fine. It's like, you're already home. Might as well get it delivered. Yeah, absolutely. So I think on the whole, it's been a pretty, pretty good earning season. A lot of really good results Mm -hmm. and unemployment rates kind of taking back down slowly. Hopefully we get uh, another stimulus round. Print more money. Oh, everything's so crazy right now. Onwards and forwards, I guess. I know there was some big. Uh, there was a big M and A uh, in the chip sector, which I know you are. You are the chip man. Uh, so I don't know if you want to go over. Uh, AMD and, and, and Xilinx, Xilinx. 
I, I call it Xilinx, but... Xilinx? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go through quickly. Uh, maybe we'll make this a shorter podcast, because we're both fucking exhausted. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> it's probably been pretty boring so far. I feel like we, we haven't given our, our, our A effort today. That's okay. We'll be back next time. So, yeah, the chip sector M&A continues uh, after NVIDIA's, NVIDIA's 40 billion arm deal that's uh, supposedly going through. AMD stepped in with a $35 billion Xilinx acquisition, uh, all in stock. Marvel Technologies also stepped in, acquiring Infi for $10 billion. So uh, I, I think really what you're seeing is semiconductor stocks have had such a good year. Their stocks have gone up so much that it's really in, not a not as tough of a pill to swallow to use their stock to acquire a, a smaller company. Um, or like in AMD's case, the stock's up pretty much like 100% year over year. AMD was only, uh, Xilinx, sorry, was only up like 3-4% because uh, they got banned a few years ago, maybe last year, a couple of years ago, from selling to Huawei. So, uh, yeah, it was a $35 billion deal. Not cheap, but, uh, you know, it's it's not buying Xilinx at a too big of a premium. Below where the stock once was a couple of years ago. They estimate $300 million worth of savings. Um, the new AMD CPU is killing it. So, the primary focus of the acquisition is really for data center. Um, Xilinx makes FPGAs, or Field program- Programmable Gate Arrays. They're uh, kind of like programmable chips that they're, they're used within servers to perform AI interference, power smart NICs, storage and video acceleration. Um, they're mainly used in like 5G wireless stations, uh, cars, telecom equipment, planes, medical equipment. So it's kind of expanding AMD's um, end markets and also giving it more of a presence in data centers, which it's, it's really trying to get more revenue from from data center sources now they can go to customers and offer like a full solution um kind of leverage xilinx fpgas with amd's cpus and gpus and uh steal some more share from intel but they will be competing more with nvidia straight up especially in the gpus i heard pretty rave reviews of some of amd's new server cpus and stuff like that so Companies fire firing in all cylinders. I don't love it as much as the NVIDIA and ARM deal, but I still think it's a pretty solid acquisition. I don't think they paid too much for it. And I like Xilinx CEO Victor Peng. So I think he's going to stay on. Uh, Marvel's Infi deal. I don't know as much about Marvel. Um, I think more like Ethernet solutions and storage products, like communication, networking, storage, uh, kind of like embedded semiconductor products for data center and carrier markets. Um, so yeah, this is really again ten billion cash in stock, just like a cloud data center uh, push, like uh, like AMD's was mainly five um, G wireless infrastructure as well. Infi kind of makes inter. Uh, makes these chips that like connect internal servers in cloud data centers and also between data centers using fiber cabling which will complement marvel's copper-based chip portfolio so i think even with nvidia's deal with arm you're seeing all three of these uh pretty big acquisitions like main focus on 
data center and uh, 5G infrastructure, which is going to be at the front with Apple's new phone coming out. And obviously, um, the data center importance just becoming massive and all the compute. So yeah, those are some pretty big deals. We also had uh, Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin' Brands going private for $8.7 billion, $11 billion including the debt. And then taken private by Inspire Brands, which uh, owns Arby's, Buffalo's Wild Wings, and Sonic. So a little bit so of a private quick-serve restaurant empire there. Some tasty foods. I've never eaten yeah. at a Sonic, but I really want to. They have cool commercials, yummy-looking yeah. food. I haven't either. Yeah. Dunkin' Brands owns uh, Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin-Robbins. Ah. Gold medal ribbon. So, yeah, high-level overview there. We talked um, a few weeks ago, we talked about Ant Financial, uh, essentially uh, Jack Ma and why is the company named Alibaba, or it's also called Alipay. We talked about that IPO. Was it going to be a record-breaking IPO raising, what was it, like $35 billion they were looking to raise? And that has been postponed due to some new regulations, uh, probably for about six months until, until they can revalue the stock, reapply, and all that fun, fun stuff. Yeah, it was pretty... I mean, it's supposed to be the biggest IPO ever. Really surprising... Um, the CCP reigns supreme, I guess. Um, regulators kind of halted it at the last minute, saying it's like regulatory shortcomings, which seems surprising because it was approved and about to happen. But Jack Ma like ripped the Chinese government and the regulators last week. Supposedly, uh, they're saying they're like calling them pawn shops, pretty much. I mean, the banks are all privately owned in China as communists so the government kind of has a hand in, in, in all the banks and for this fintech company to come along and, and just loan out money to small businesses and, and people really needing it like young innovative business starters which which is great uh, the bank the banks and the government are probably not too happy about that so um, this is like a PR move in my opinion I don't think it, it really like there's so many sketchy companies that go public in China this is like you're gonna rip on us. We're gonna fuck up your your IPO and uh, you know regulate the shit out of your fintech company. That's it. Is there anything else you wanted to add? <laughs> <laughs> not really, man. Not really. Uh, yeah. Getting by. Just getting by. Yeah, going to work and getting by. Yeah, I'm going to go die on the couch. Yeah, all right, all right. We'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see how this podcast goes when I go back to edit it. I'm, we might have to cut it so bad. <laughs> it's going to end up being four minutes. We might have to just cut it and like re-record next week. We'll see. But uh, if, you, if you made it through, thanks for bearing with us. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs> yeah, thanks, everyone, for, uh, for tuning in. We'll check you later. Yeah, I'll check you later.